it's not this like daunting thing that we all make it out to be like I got to start a workout routine oh it's gonna be so rough no you you've ripped off the band-aid and done a million other transitions we just picture it harder in our brain I'm Patrick Chandler I'm TJ Kiblin I'm Nick Reyes and you're listening to Sweat Daily Podcast So you guys think we have time to record this? Oh, I, I did block it off. Yeah, I'm blocked off for another 36 minutes. 36 <laughs> minutes. Okay, put that down, mark your times, and boom. Okay, we're starting. Two, one, go. All right. So today we're going to talk about time management. We're going to get into um, how you can be better with your priorities. We'll talk some techniques, some tactics, and we'll also talk if maybe you're not the best with time management, maybe give you some We'll call this, so now what? How do you, where are you going Ooh, from here? I like that. Uh, how are you going to improve on your time management? So what do you say we get into it, guys? Let's go. Let's go. All right. First things first. Bulk of the uh, bulk of the episode will probably be spent talking about techniques and tactics, but if you have not listened to the New Year, New You podcast from a couple weeks back, I would recommend checking this out because we'll hit a lot of stuff that we talked about prior to or in that episode with... Um, pillars and tactics and things like that. So if you're a little bit lost on some of the language, you might be able to uh, go back a couple episodes, listen to that right now and catch up. So for those of you that dedicated listeners that listen all the time, you know where we're at. We're talking priorities. So a lot of the problem with time management is people don't really have their their North Star, right, Nick? Yeah. So I, I feel like just about everything I know, I harp on this a ton on this podcast, right? Is like, having that, whatever that guiding light is to you. And I think we've all, it, it, there's seasons in life, right? So it's going to change from person to person, from time to time. Uh, but the number one thing in any big initiative that you want to bite off really needs to come from, I think probably picturing what that future you looks like. In, the, in this case, we're talking about your own time management. So, um, you know, is it is it you minus 20 pounds? Is it you running a successful half marathon. Um, when, once you can picture it and then make the determination actually like, is this who I want to be? Is this who the individual that I want to present to the world? And if you say yes, then you can start to put some of these things in place, right? Like if, if, if I'm like, man, I want to be, if I have this, like this, this little thought, like, man, I'd love to be a great video game player, you know, and <laughs> I put your camera like that. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> and I put that out there and I'm thinking like, what does that get me? Oh man, I'd be great at Halo Six, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, it, okay, that doesn't resonate. Forget about it. So therefore, whenever I'm looking at my schedule, and I'm thinking, man, it'd be nice to play some video games. But there's these other things like working out in there. Well, I guess video games don't necessarily fall into the priorities. Therefore, that gets the axe. Does that make sense? Way down the list. Right? Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude, that totally makes sense. So. Um, so now what? So now where do we go from here with time management? Yeah, so once you've got that picture, I think it just comes down to really evaluating what it's going to take to accomplish whatever that version of yourself is, right? So if it's to, um, you know, whatever, run that, run that half marathon, mm -hmm. well, then you know you're probably going to need to dedicate some time to running. And I think one of TJ and I's favorite tactics in order to do that is time blocking. I know that there's 
I don't know if we've talked about that on a previous episode or not, but we can definitely dive into, TJ, how you do it, um, how I do it, too, because they even might be slightly different between the ways that we do yeah, it. Just, yeah, I, I don't think we've do, uh, done a deep dive into it. We might have mentioned it. So, TJ, why don't you talk a little bit about some, some time blocking? Yeah, so Nick actually taught me this, uh, obviously. So, you know, when you start to add a lot more workload to your schedule, and like we talk about, is, is – are you prioritizing your work that aligns with your goals? And so uh, one of the things that I've had to really do is map out my whole day from start to finish, right? And so once I've learned those habits and then I start to prioritize like, you know, when's the best time to get these things done within my day? And so I found out that I am the most successful at getting things done early in the morning. And so I like to uh, wake up a little bit earlier uh, than most people because I found that I am uh, or I get my my most work done in those early hours of the day. Yeah, man. So so and, and that's cool, too, because, you know, some people might be different. You work a little bit better in the morning. Some people work a little bit better in the evening. And some people, you know, are super good about getting stuff done you know, maybe on their lunch break that they need to get done. But um, I, one thing I wanted to ask you personally is so you said you you kind of map out your day. Do you do that, you know, say the night before? Do you try to map out days at a time? Does it change or is it consistent all the time? Yeah, so I, I'm in a little bit different situation because I'm able to kind of open up my availability for, for specific things. Uh, but I do like to prioritize my day the day before. Okay. Um, and then just kind of prioritize my task and, and kind of build out my schedule, but still leaving up those availabilities for people like Bill. Gotcha. Yeah. And like Nick, do you do the same? Yeah, somewhat. And so I think maybe it's a little important to have some context here, right? Like, so TJ does a lot of demos for push press. And those are basically, you can imagine like having someone having his calendar and, and gym owners are just booking based on TJ's availability, right? So, mm -hmm. so basically, the, 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 the tactics that, that him and I have worked on have been that you have to be able to block off this time, because otherwise, someone is going to book with you while you're coaching a class or while you are supposed to be, you know, at a at an appointment or whatever. So so what basically what happens is, is that you lay out that availability, you know, TJ, what are the hours that you want to be available for these software demos? And it's be one to three, for example. Yeah. OK. And that, and that kind of goes back to my point of why I get, you know, more done in the mornings is because I allocate that time for me. And exactly. I need to get done that are high on my priority list that I'm not going to get booked for. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, so, uh, but going back to kind of your question on length of time as well, mm -hmm. um, I would say that for big things, I definitely commit to them quite a ways out. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to also block off my personal time and my productive time. So from about noon until two, it is really hard to get a meeting with me. Like it's almost freaking impossible because of the fact that those times is like, that's when I know every single day, whatever I didn't get done in my morning productivity session, it's absolutely getting done in the afternoon session because I cannot end my work day until I accomplish the list that I set the previous day. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like before I go to bed at night, it's like, okay, here are the four things you want to get done today. And if I get them done in the morning time because I blocked off accordingly, cool. And we all know like you can put a plan in place and then be like, oh, guess what? You're halfway done. Your time blocks up. Supposed to be going to get a haircut or something or, you know, whatever yeah, it yeah. might be. Mm -hmm. That's where that afternoon session is. Right. So I have a couple different times. And for really important things, I'll also get like down into the nitty gritty of it, like um, a, a work project. I'll say like, hey, I'm going to spend this two and a half hours um, from 9 a.m. to 1130 a.m. three days in a row. 
and I'll, on this specific project, it'll have a name or whatever. And it goes on my calendar. So that I think that's probably the next important point. Yeah. Yep. Goes. I was actually going to yeah say, jump in and be like, that's, that's one thing personally that I, I feel has changed greatly is putting things on a calendar. And for me, I'm a little bit more tech. Well, I'm talking to you too, saying <laughs> a little bit more techie. I would say more techie than the average person out there, but I like everything to come to my phone. I have, you know, three or four different calendars. Everything feeds into my phone. So I have one master calendar yep. and I know from 8 a.m. or maybe even earlier than that, 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. what I need to be doing that day, even if it's like changing the clothes from the washer to the dryer. And, and then that way I stay on task that way. Yeah, that master calendar is huge for, for my family because if Jess is blocking stuff on there, I can see that too. And that, that, no, that notifies me that I need to block off that time or allocate that time if that's something that we need to do specifically together. Yeah, and, and I'd say a lot of that probably comes from the fact that we are in um, more of an entrepreneurial world. And this is actually a conversation that Cam and I just had about our home is that I was supposed to be doing something and it wasn't on the family calendar. So whenever I say family calendar, and I think TJ has the same thing, it's basically like a shared uh, Google calendar on our phones. And whenever Cameron like signs up Mila for horseback riding lessons, she puts it on the family calendar. That way I know that's what they're going to be doing. And I'm responsible to either go with them or watch Xander or whatever it might be. Right. So that keeps the family in sync. And there was supposed to, there was anyways, back to the story. Like she was supposed to, I was supposed to be doing something. And I was like, well, it's not on my calendar. And she about lost it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but because I have to live by that calendar and I have for so so last several years, but it's different for someone who doesn't, who works an eight to five. Right. right? Because you don't typically have to time block your eight to five because you're there That's from there. eight until yep. five yeah. and then you leave and then you go home and it's like, well, what else do you want to do? But that doesn't mean that you should not do it. It may be harder to get into it whenever you work an eight to five. Um, just because of the fact that you don't, you don't have these different appointments popping up all the time throughout the day. I'd say that you're probably time blocked because your boss sends you something that says, Hey, you're supposed to meet this person or, mm -hmm. or I need you in a, you know, financial meeting or whatever it might be. And for the wife, it's like, oh, you have these patients, you know, that you have to see. And those are all time blocked throughout, throughout the day. So you just have to think about basically blocking off your personal items that you want to accomplish that are going to help you accomplish the, whatever that North Star is in the same way that you block off time to accomplish your goals at work that you and your boss and your company agree on. Does that make, like, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, have a, I have a question, actually. Nick. All right. So one of the things that I struggle with is, yes, I have, I have everything blocked off, but I struggle with the ability to turn it off. So sometimes my work life carries over to my personal life. And that's when I start to get in a little bit of a trouble because I have not the best ability of turning it off. So what are some strategies that, that you have done to help you turn it off as I continue to get busier in my adult life, especially with a, a little kiddo coming here in three months? So yeah, I think this is something that most entrepreneurs struggle with in general. Um, and I know I do as well. And I would say block off your personal life just like you block off your professional life. So that rule goes for the um, the person working an eight to five that blocks off their their meetings every day, but then goes home and doesn't block off, um, you know, time to work out for an right. example. Right. And then they get sucked into doing a million other things besides working out and then their fitness spirals downhill. That person needs to block off their personal life like they block off their professional life. And that's no different for you or for me or for you, Pat, right? Like we need to block off two hours 
of uninterrupted family time. And, um, you know, Craig uh, Ballantine, who wrote, who wrote uh, The Perfect Day Formula, says to have a trigger. Um, and there's another, another individual, and I'm forgetting his name, uh, another author that wrote a book on this as well, um, that's basically like have a trigger to where once, if you're not doing it, you do something, right? This one like guy shower. had- shower. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shower. Do something. Uh, one of these guys had a pair of glasses, right? Mm-hmm. He, he put on his, his the, the author of The Alter Ego, and for yeah. whatever um, the name, heard, I'm yeah, freaking yeah, forgetting yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But basically, he would walk into the door and take off his glasses. Mm-hmm. And when he took off his glasses- he was family guy, yeah. right? His cell phone went down, everything else changed. And when he left the house in the morning to head to the office, he put his glasses on and that was his work. That was his trigger. Todd Herman? Todd Herman, yeah. He did yeah. a great talk at one of the uh, uh, events that I was at not too long ago. So yeah, yeah. we could do something on the scale like, I know I'm not in the military, but like when I get home, it's like taking off your uniform, Yeah, right? It's yeah. like once you're, you get home and, and you take off the uniform, you're dad or husband. It's it's cold here in Kansas City. I don't know about you guys. I'm like I'm an old guy, right? So I got I have these I have these house slippers. And once the slippers Dude, go on, house slippers are dad Nick, right? Like, <laughs> OG Nick, right? Yeah, you're not yeah, getting yeah. any work done. Yeah, yeah. house slippers. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. but little tricks too. Phone on, do not disturb. Put it in a nightstand. And again, again, yeah, camera's gonna listen to this and be like, you don't do that often enough, right? Yeah. So we're all works in progress. Well, that that was actually <laughs> my next question. Is like, so you know, me being you know relatively new in in that that kind of you know entrepreneurial lifestyle as far as um, you know blocking the schedule, it's it's really easy to say, but I be completely honest with you, it's it's hard to do. Right. You know, from my you know, I'm yeah. going on just a couple of years of doing it, and it still changes. There's some weeks mm-hmm. where I'm like. And I killed it. I'm doing really well. I got everything done. And then there's other weeks where I like, I look at this list of stuff that I was planning on doing. I'm like, man, I did not do that much. How much of that do you guys see? Because you have a little bit more experience and, and, uh, and, you know, with that strategy. Yeah. So I've got, I use, I use reminders. So a big part of what I do, I leverage technology. I leverage the hell out of technology, right? So the family calendars, but then I also have, uh, Cameron and I have a shared grocery list. Right. So then if I happen to be passing a grocery store and I look and she's got like 10 things on it, guess what? I'm going to swerve in there real quick, pick up her unsweetened, right, her (laughs) unsweetened almond milk. You know what I mean? And then like, um, but I can do that because I've leveraged technology and I, that's just a reminder for a grocery list, but I've also got the weekend list. So it's like, get, make sure your programming's done, like blah, 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 like whatever else you need to get accomplished this weekend. I have reminder lists for big things to accomplish this week. I have reminder lists for things for push press, for things for Kansas Athletic Club. So I leverage those lists. And if if it's on the this week things to get done, oh, it's getting done. It's getting done. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, it's getting done. And if I get through like to Wednesday and it's like, oh boy, I, you've bitten off way more than you can chew, then I have to reevaluate what I've got blocked for the remainder of the week, right? It's like, oh, well, you had these this one and a half hour time blocked or you were planning to golf or whatever, guess what? What's more important? Golf? We're getting this to-do list done. Right. What's your North Star? Oh, it's be healthy, drive businesses, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Golf goes out the window. Yep. Right? It's all about what aligns with your goals, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a, what a great opportunity or a time that we live in to have such good technology to, to, to keep us focused. But it does, it does kind of have a... a a counter effect, right? You can, or a negative effect that the technology can be distracting. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm also a big fan of tools like Slack. Um, and some, I would encourage for every company to uh, move towards some sort of communication tool that you can mute on your mobile device 
and still keep text messages for family, for friends that that don't distract away from work-life balance, right? So believe it or not, Jess found this out. Jess is my wife, for the listeners that don't know, and she's not the most tech savvy, but she actually found out on her phone that she can set like time frames on her specific app. So a lot of her social media. So her and I have set time frames. Like we only get about 15 to 20 minutes of social media time a day. And so right. we allocate that. And then once it's done, the app completely stops. So that's a cool tool that uh, some of you guys can use that get caught up in the, the Facebook world Genius. or the yeah. social media world and just look up and you've been on it for an hour and you're like, where what happened? Yeah. And what did that do for your North star? Did that make you a better wife, husband? Um, I'm saying if, if you got immersed into social media not blocking it, right? Yeah. Like if, <laughs> if you were just scrolling, 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 like were you a better wife? Were you a better husband, a better parent? Were you, you could have been writing that book that you've been wanting to write. You could have been yeah. a million other things that you've been wanting to do, but instead you just were scrolling through Facebook. This is something Eric, Eric Carter and I talked about just the other day. But I don't day. have time to get it done, Nick. Right. Uh, you get those people all the time. And, and like you just said, does it really align with your, your goals and your North Star? Well, if you say you don't have time and then you're, you're diving into those apps for so long. So. Exactly. With mental health awareness on the rise and the start of the new year, it has become more clear that self-care is incredibly important to keep our mind, bodies, and souls taken care of. If you haven't heard his name before, Terry Solis, owner of Tri Health and Massage, has dedicated his life to that goal. His passion is balanced through massage therapy, and it shows in his work. Whether your body is fired up from hitting it hard at the gym or your mind is exhausted from the stresses of work, his massage table is a great place to let go. Services range from 30-minute to 60-minute to 90-minute massages. Modalities include soft tissue, cupping, and K-tape, depending on your needs. Book now by calling 913-742-1490 or go to www.tryhealthandmassage.com. New clients that mention the Sweat Daily Podcast when scheduling get $10 off their first visit. That's $10 right back in your pocket. Book now at Try Health and Massage and find balance in your life. Nice. So I'm, I want to shift a little bit, and I, I use that word as a keyword because Nick's going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how, how phases of life happen. And, and we talked about this before, which is why I'm kind of teeing it up for him because he's got some, some cool notes on it. Um, but, but just because you have certain you know, time management skills right now doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case because life changes. Life changes really quickly. TJ knows that about, uh, you know, one year ago today, he was probably, you know, managing his time completely differently than he, he will be in the next three months. Right. Yep. So, um, Nick, talk a little bit more about, you know, how, how you shift priorities and, and, and kind of dig into that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I think what Pat's trying to say is like we move in seasons, Right. And so uh, I'm just going to give keep keep kind of going with TJ as the example here. Right. Like been the season of a married individual. And heck, when I first met TJ, it was a season of being a single individual. Right. With a small business that you owned and that schedule and the requirements on you were different than whenever you and Jess started dating and different once you guys moved in together. Then when you got married and now with a little one on the way, it's going to change again. Right. So as you go through these seasons of life. The North Star will change some, but generally it's still like, you know, be healthy, be a good person, be a good spouse, now becomes be a good parent, gets added on top of that. Um, So you'll have to make some sacrifices, but most of us tend to think like these, this shift in habits is like 
crazy difficult. But the reality is that you do them all the time. So the example um, that Craig Ballantine uses in the perfect day formula is, you know, you, you spend all summer like in, in, in school or uh, when, when you when you're in school, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. spend all summer yep. like summer break. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got to go to school tomorrow. And you rip the bandaid off and you are up at 6 a.m. Everyone has done that. Literally every single person listening to this podcast has ripped the Band-Aid off and went back to school. And you did it year after year after year after year. And you did it because maybe some of us did it because we were told to. Some (laughs) of us did it because we knew it was important. If you went to college, though, maybe you partied, but you still had to get up to go to class, right? And then when you got your first job, maybe your first class in college... You know, when was your first class? Like whenever you were getting your uh, your degree, like earliest class in the morning. 8 a.m. 8 a.m.? Yeah. But you, but now you start your work day before 8 a.m., right? Oh, yeah. What time do you start your work day? Probably like 6. <laughs> Weird. So you shifted a habit because there was something that was important to you within your North Star, which is provide for your freaking family. Right. So it's not this like daunting thing that we all make it out to be. Like I got to start a workout routine. Oh, it's going to be so rough. No, you've, you've ripped off the Band-Aid and done a million other transitions. We just picture it harder in our brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think one of, you can, the rip off the Band-Aid thing works perfectly. But if that's, what's, if that's scary to you, then you can still do small increments, right? I think that's more yeah. the atomic habits yeah, approach, right? stacking small little habits. That- and that's perfectly fine, too. What's not fine is being stagnant. Right. right. So I think for, for that approach, TJ, it's like, oh, well, now I want to wake up at 4 a.m. when I currently wake up at 6 a.m. Well, then, cool. Tomorrow I wake up at 5.55. Yep. And the next day I wake up at 5.50. And then five minutes earlier every day. You can do five minutes. It's five freaking minutes. Right. Like, next thing you on. know, you're right. You're there. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So so ripping off the Band-Aid, like you said, we've all done it. And it, and not saying that it's not difficult or, or hard, but, um, you know, one thing that TJ and I, we've talked about before, um, and I know Nick has talked about as well, um, is oftentimes, you know, the time management can be an excuse, I think, sometimes. And I don't want to be too harsh, um, but but a lot of times it's, you know, I don't really feel like working out. I don't feel, um, you know, like I, I want to do this. I don't have time. And you kind of find other things to... Like to plug into that time. Spot. Right. You yeah. find something that maybe you, um, you don't need to do as much. Maybe you want to do it a little bit more. Um, and I, I have a feeling I know what Nick's going to say, but TJ, do you have anything that comes to mind you know, as far as like what you would tell that person or, or kind of give them advice if, if you're like, that, I just have a hard time with that. That gets distracted with like, oh, I want to golf. Mm-hmm. Like they want to do a personal thing and they just override all the North Star, you know, stuff in their head. So they just decide to go golf. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I would say honestly, and this is going to hurt to hear, it's just a complete misalignment of priorities. Mm-hmm. So like look yeah. in the freaking mirror. I probably agree with Nick on that. Right. Just, so and, so and nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. Right. Like nobody wants to. No one wants to. No one wants to hear like that. You talk about wanting to be fit and healthy, but yet you make constant decisions that counter that. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is "Don't talk about it, be about it." Yeah. I mean, so that's what we try to live by. So. And that's where it comes down to like you do have time. It's just not important to you. Okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and in fact, I mean that one of the big issues with the with this whole pandemic that we've had is that I don't believe that our nation has made a big enough focus on being a healthy individual and that it should override a lot of the other time sucks that we have in our life. Right. So, but we're in a, we're a country and a, a group of individuals that's immersed in the Netflixes and the Disney pluses and 
the Facebook and I say the Facebook got a hold, right? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, but you know, you get what I'm saying though, right? Like we get immersed in all these other things and it just sucks us in. And instead we have a great opportunity to be talking about how we should be making time for our health, yeah. for our wellness. Employers should absolutely be saying, hey, you know what? You know, Sally, you should be taking a 90 minute long lunch break and go to the gym and get your workout in because yeah. we value you as a person. Yeah. And we've just completely punted that opportunity. I don't, I don't know where I heard this or what the exact quote was, but it's like you'll spend your whole life like trying to become something and you grind yourself into the ground. And then like you spend the last few, you know, years of your life trying to get your health back. Like trying to cling you on like, to health. Yeah, right? trying to get your health back. And you're spending all that money that you saved and built up and all this wealth you built up and you're trying to spend it on, you know, trying to get your health back to where you want it to be. So. Yeah, so something that uh, I've wanted to I've wanted to teach a class here. It's a it's a it's a uh, a course that I learned uh, two years ago. It's called the Preloaded Year, and uh, our mentor, one of my mentors, teaches it. Uh, it's basically uh, based upon. It, it's supposed to be a bit where you outline every single thing that you have for the year, every birthday, every family event, every big work project, in, in kind of the you know boulders, rocks pebbles and sand approach, right? Remember the old analogy where the professor, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, won't, yeah. I won't dive into it here, right? But like, um, basically you put all this stuff onto a calendar and it's all color coded and then you can see like, well, June is pretty rough for me. I probably shouldn't be biting off this project. What happens if you can, if you don't plan your year out, then in June, when that busy season stop, starts, all those other things that you want to make a priority won't get done. So like I won't go to the gym as much because I didn't appropriately plan a work project at the same time that I've got Mila's birthday at the same time that I've got this golf tournament that I committed to and the same time that TJ and I planned on rebranding the gym or, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be. Right. So that that actually, you know, for those of you out there, um, probably myself included, that, that getting to a point where you're like, gosh, I just I feel so overwhelmed right now. I have a ton of stuff at work. I've got personal stuff that I need to take care of. I have things that I want to do. I want to go on vacation. And like, you know, June is the time that normally we have our family, uh, Lake family vacation. But I don't even know if I can go this year because this, what you're saying, that preloaded year kind of, you can actually see almost, well, not a, a year in advance or yeah, six yeah. months in advance, yeah. however long before. Oh, crap. I got a lot of stuff piling up at June. Maybe we need to shift vacation right. back. Or maybe this work can maybe be done Maybe this work project can be moved around, right? Gotcha. So if you, can, if you can just imagine with me for a second, like a big sheet of paper with every single day of every single month visible at once, right? So this isn't in a planner, right? Yeah. This isn't in a planner where you're like flipping pages because you need to be able to visualize the entire year. And you're literally like, if it's family event, you, you color in the day January 13th, which is Xander's birthday. You color it in blue. And every, everything that's blue is a family event, right? Everything that's red is a work project or whatever. So, yeah. so just outline it, and then you can see, like, here, well, here's family events, vacation. And it just all happens to be this, 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 this. Super easy tactic to determine where your busy spots in your year and also where your free time is at in your year. Yeah. Right? Because then you can mm -hmm. look at that and go, Man, there's a lot of clear days in March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then go back and double check and be like, "Is that right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then whenever it's like, you know what, I kind of want to bite off this project. You know what, I'm not going to do it now. Remember all those clear days in March? We're going to tackle that yeah. then. Shift it to there. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's a that's a huge, huge. So it's kind of like a, a micro scale is your day to day calendar, and then the macro scale is your whole. 
That's yeah. exactly right. So That's exactly it. right. Well, let's let's tie a little bow on this episode. But as always, make sure that you listen, rate, review, subscribe. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave any comments with what you want to hear, um, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, we love those five-star ratings. Um, and we always appreciate you guys listening. But let's get into maybe the top three things that we talked about. I know one of them for me. So actually, let's just go around. Um, I'll start with mine, so I'll give you guys a little bit of time to think about your one top thing, and hopefully I don't steal it from you. But mine is that preloaded year. I think that is by far going to be the most helpful for me coming up this year. I'm actually starting to work on it, mapping out basically what I did last year and then what I want to accomplish this year. And then, like you said, color coding it, personal um, you know, for me, I have, I work on two separate businesses, um, you know, and then, and then having that mapped out so I don't get too overwhelmed. Cause that's something that I've dealt with in the past. T what's yours? Well, mine's obviously not looking at a full year because I, I didn't know I was going to be a dad. So, <laughs> uh, I would say prioritize your day to day. I think that's one of the, the biggest concepts that's really helped me be successful in getting things done in a timely manner. Awesome. Nick, mine's going to be having a North star and being realistic and being able to look in the mirror and know that. The actions that you take today and tomorrow and the next day will make up the individual that you'll become five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And as long as you've got that vision, you'll live a life of no regret. So with our powers combined. <laughs> That's right? what I was going to say. <laughs> Listeners out there, if you can combine the preloaded year, balancing your day-to-day, and then having that north guiding star, you're going to be in a really good place. Or just understand your strengths and then try to add or implement some of these other things. Absolutely. So. All right, guys. Have a good one. Later. Later.